0: Welcome to Screw the Hierarchy, episode 60. I'm your host, Deb Falzoy, and this week I'm talking about the process for how to introduce workplace anti-abuse legislation in your state, specifically the Dignity at Work Act, which is part of the National Workplace Bullying Coalition. We have an amazing team of advocates across the country working to introduce legislation in their states. We meet monthly over Zoom and I want to share with you the process by which you would go about introducing the bill in your state. So reach out to us at info at dignityatworkact.org and have a listen about what we're doing and what the process is. If you're a target of workplace abuse and want to break free of the grips of abuse of power, you've found your place. I'm your host, Deb Falzoy, and the podcast begins now. So I've been talking a lot lately about legislation and why it's so important to fight for our rights. Um, and I want to talk this week about the process to get legislation passed. It seems Like it would be daunting and overwhelming, and it is daunting in terms of the length of time that it generally takes. I've heard of 20 years for workers' rights legislation to pass paid FMLA, and Massachusetts took about that long. I've heard of an OSHA bill taking 17 years, so it is a long haul. Um, But workers need rights, and we especially need rights around abuse at work. And last week, the Rhode Island state legislature um, made an advancement when the Senate Labor Committee moved the Dignity at Work Act forward. So the next step for it in two days um, on Tuesday is the Senate for a floor vote. And that will be a huge accomplishment. Workplace abuse legislation has only passed this step once before um, in some states I'd say about half the states have one year uh, legislative sessions which Rhode Island does the other half have two-year legislative sessions and every year the bill has to start from scratch of course building on the momentum it's had and the the um, awareness that it's had and the base that that we have built but it has to start at the first step of the process every year because there's a new legislature. Um, so I want to talk about the process, because getting to that point in Rhode Island did not just happen, um, you know, in, a, in a, the course of a couple months. It has taken years to get to that point. So if anyone is interested in introducing uh, workplace abuse legislation in their state, specifically the Dignity at Work Act, and you can find out more information at dignityatworkact.org, I just want to give you a rundown of what this process looks like. So the first thing that you would do once you kind of, you know, I can send you the the toolkit that we have, um, which outlines this process about getting started, but the very first thing you would do is to figure out who you can ask to be a lead sponsor of the bill. And we want to be strategic about this. We don't want just anyone to say, yeah, I'll I'll introduce this bill and then not really put any effort behind it. We want someone who's going to champion this issue of protecting workers from abuse at work. So basically, um, you would start by doing a little bit of research and you would figure out um, who would be good to introduce the bill. So you would want somebody in your state legislature who has the most power and who's introduced workers' rights bills before and hopefully who's passed them but at least is interested in in this issue um, or in workers' rights issues in general. So you want someone who's really going to champion this. So it could be somebody who's a progressive Democrat. It could be somebody who's a state senator because they have more power than state reps and assemblymen, assembly people. Um, It could be somebody who's Who's introduced or even passed a civil rights law, a workers' rights law. Um, someone who's from a major city is more likely to be progressive. Um, and, and progressives are generally for workers' rights and championing them. And, you know, just sharing the, the power in general. Someone who heads up a labor committee, if there is one, it might be called workforce development, usually called the labor committee, or have labor somewhere in the title of it. Um, A union lobbyist might be able to recommend somebody for you. You could reach out to unions, just Google you know, unions in your state or look on the AFL-CIO website in your state to figure out what the local unions are. Just do a little research. It might actually take a bit of time, but um, th- that doing that that research of unions will be useful down the road anyways to have a whole list of contact people because unions will, will hopefully get behind what you're doing. Um, and then anyone who is in a protected class, who has protected class status, Um, will be more likely to have experienced abuse at work. Whether there is discriminatory intent or not, with white men having the majority of power positions in the U.S. workforce, that leaves anyone who's not in that demographic to be more likely to be a target. So we're looking at women, black legislators, Latinx legislators, anyone in the LGBTQ community, um, perhaps somebody with a disability, anyone who fits into one of those categories. So, from this research, you want to create a list of people. And it the list doesn't have to be very long. You might find that only like two or three people have introduced workers' rights legislation and you you know, you see this person who's done things that completely align with what what we're doing. And they'd be like your number one choice. Um, you don't have to exactly rank them, but just have an idea of like who you'd be, who you know your number one would be. Um, or if you don't know, that's fine too. You can contact a bunch of people, but at that point you would you would try to find somebody on the on your list to introduce the Dignity at Work Act, or you know you'd contact their um, their staff, and just find out what the process is. If there's a a filing deadline, if you've missed it, if there's, if that deadline is, um, a hard deadline, or if there's some flexibility with it. Um, and then once you find that person, it's sort of this, this key that unlocks this entire other phase, um, So that will help you get a bill number. And once you get a bill number, people have something to take action against or action for. Um, And at that point, you know, you can start building your state team. We have a whole database of of people who've expressed interest in this issue through filling out our petition. Um, So you can, you know, go right into our database and find contacts to, to, to reach out to and just schedule your first Zoom meeting. And at that meeting, you just want to find out what are people's skills, what what you know, we have sample agendas actually where you can, um, you know, maybe plan a state survey. Maybe you can contact government employees or teach you know, public school teachers where this information of how to contact them is um, public. Maybe you can find a couple of people who can reach out to therapists or employment lawyers, um, people with with credibility who have, um, you know, expertise on this issue, who who would be able to testify at a hearing. Because at the point where you have your lead sponsor and then a bill number or first at first might be a docket number and then a bill number you can begin to really build your base. And that's what this is about. It's about building a base of people to create enough noise around this issue to say to state legislators, enough is enough. We need this to be an urgent issue and, you know, push this forward, push this bill forward. So, you know, that might be compiling a list of like-minded people in, in organizations that are doing similar things. Um, there's jobs with justice chapters around the country. There are um, women's commissions. There are, um, like I said, unions. There are tons of different types of organizations that, that you can partner with. Other groups that are pushing um, similar workers' rights issues. And in fact, pushing their workers' rights issues in Massachusetts and Rhode Island, we've created a list of all of those related issues that um, have proposed legislation around, and um, advocates can actually go in and use uh, this really easy tool to. Uh, they don't even have to know who their state legislators are. They can just type in their address and you know zip code with that, and it'll automatically populate who their legislators are. And the template letter goes in with the whole list of of workers' rights bills or the arguments for. Um, The Dignity at Work Act, depending on which which letter they fill out, and it will go straight to their state legislators so they can urge them to take action and state legislators or legislators in general want to hear most from their constituents because the constituents are the people who can keep their job and reelect them next session. So they want to do what their uh, their constituents want them to do usually. Um, there's some, a whole nother, uh, discussion on, you know, the, the tactics that are used to keep, um, state legislators doing what leadership wants, but that's, that's for another day. Um, so yeah, at that point you would, you would just, just find, um, You know, like minded organizations, maybe uh, you can show up at when COVID is over, show up at worker strikes through jobs with justice, Um, anything where you are both supporting workers and their rights and getting um, support for the Dignity at Work Act. So that's the basic gist all throughout this process. It's basically. Building awareness about what this issue is, trying to make workplace bullying or workplace abuse a household term, and then simply getting people who support what we're doing to contact their legislators directly. And the more people we get to do that, the bigger our movement will get, the stronger our laws will get uh, for workers, and we will have safe workplaces. Thank you for listening to Screw the Hierarchy. If you feel like you need more help, I have a free guide to recovery steps at dignitytogether.org targets and a sign up for daily boosts through your inbox at the same place. All of the content in this podcast was created and edited by yours truly, Deb Falzoy, and the music you heard is from Kevin MacLeod. All right, have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.